Welcome to Zichru Daf Siman. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Megillah Daf Chav Hey, the third parak Hakori Omed. The Zichru Zechus Megillah program has been generously sponsored by the Queen's Zichru Chabura. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states, One who says, Yerachamim reaches the bird's nest, we silence him. Rashi explains, the case is when one says, just as Yerachamim reaches the bird's nest, so too you should have Rachamim on us. The Gemara seeks to understand what's problematic with such a statement and brings them out focus between Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin and Rabbi Yossi Bar Zvida. One said that the reason we silence him is, because he's provoking jealousy in the works of creation, since he's suggesting that Kosh Baruch has Rachamim on the birds, but not on other animals. The other one said that we silence him, because he makes the mitzvahs of Kosh Baruch into acts of Rachamim, when in fact, there are only Gezeros. Rashi explains that Hashem gives us the mitzvahs as a yoke to make known that we are his servants and keeper of mitzvahs, even when we do not understand his rationale. Pointing to Rabbi Hanina said, Everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. As the Puzzle states, And now you saw what does Hashem your God ask of you, but to fear Hashem your God. Now the Gemara asks, Makad the year milsa zutrasihi. Is the Torah implying that the fear of heaven is a small matter? The Gemara answers, In lagabi Moshe Rabbeinu milsa zutrasihi. Yes, regarding Moshe, our teacher, it is a small matter. The Gemara likens this to an adam shemavakshim hemenukli gadol yeshlo, to a man who is being asked for a large vessel, and he has it. Doim alav kuli katan. He relates to it as if it's a small vessel. Katan ve'enlo doim alav kuli gadol. If he's being asked for a small vessel and he doesn't have one, then he relates to it as a large vessel. And pointing me through the next Mishnah and a subsequent price, the list which sections of the Torah and the Vim should be translated by the Maturgaman, the translator, and which sections should not be translated. The more explains the rationale for each of them, which include the following. The incident with Lot and his two daughters is read and translated. When the grass asks why one might have thought not to translate it, it answers, Perhaps we should be concerned about Avram's honor. However, this is not a problem. The mirror explains that if two people are related and one is a tzaddik and the other is a rasha, we do not consider them connected. Therefore, discussing something that Lot did wrong does not affect the honor of Avram. The episode of Tamar and Yehuda is read and translated. We might have thought that it should not be translated because of Yehuda's honor, but it may be translated since the reading is really a shavach, a praise to him due to the fact that he confessed. The first narration of the Cheta Ego may be read and translated. One might have thought that we should be concerned about the honor of Israel. However, we translate it anyways, the Havigai Kapar, because it will be Kapar for them. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, One who says, Your mercy reaches the bird's nest, we silence him. Rashi explains that the case is when one says, Just as your Rachamim reaches the bird's nest, so too you should have Rachamim on us. The Gemara seeks to understand what's problematic with such a statement and brings him on focus between Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin and Rabbi Yossi Bar Zvida. One said that the reason we silence him is because he's provoking jealousy in the works of creation since he's suggesting that Kosh Baruch has mercy on the birds but not on other animals. The other one said that we silence him because he makes the mitzvahs of Kosh Baruch into acts of Rachamim when in fact they are only Gezeres. Rashi explains... That Kosh Baruch Hu gives us the mitzvahs as a yoke to make known that we are his servants and keepers of mitzvahs, even though we do not understand his rationale. Point number two, Rabbi Kanina said, Everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. As the Pasuk states, And now Yisrael, what does Hashem your God ask of you but to fear Hashem your God? The Gemara asks, Is the Torah implying that the, Torah implying that the fear of heaven is a small matter? My answer is, 
Yes, regarding Moshe, our teacher, it is a small matter. The Gemara likens this to an Adam Shemavakshin Menakli Gadaviyeshlo, to a man who's being asked for a large vessel and he has it. Domorab Kakli Kata. He relates to it as if it's, he relates to it as if it's a small vessel. If he's being asked for a small vessel and he does not have one, then he relates to it as a large vessel. And pointing with the next Mishnah and a subsequent price of lists which sections of the Torah Nevim should be translated by the Maturgaman, the translator, and which sections should not be translated. The Gemara explains the rationale for each of them, which include the following. The incident with Lot and his two daughters is read and translated. When the Gemara asks why one, when the Gemara asks why one might have thought not to translate it, it answers, Perhaps we should be concerned about Avram's honor. However, this is not a problem. The mirror explains that if two people are related, one is a tzaddik and the other is a rasha, we do not consider them connected. Therefore, discussing saying that Lot did wrong does not affect the honor of Avram. The episode of Tamar and Yudah is read and translated. We might have thought that it should not be translated because of Yudah's honor, but it may be translated since the reading is really a shevach. It's a praise to him due to the fact that he confessed. The first narration of the Chet Ego may be read and translated. One might have thought that we should be concerned about the honor of Israel. However, we translate it anyways to Havagay Kapora because it will be a Kapora for them. All right, so now we go to our Simran Daf Chafei, and our standard Simran is a silver anniversary, a silver anniversary, a 25-year anniversary. So here it goes. When the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on the silver anniversary and said Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year shamayim and then made him translate the psukim of the Chet Eagle as a form of kapara. Once again, slow motion. When the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on the silver anniversary, silver anniversary, that must mean we're on Duff Chaf When the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said, Hashem should have mercy on her too, which reminds us that two reasons are given as to why we silence someone who says, One reason is because he's matokina, but my sabreshis, he's provoking jealousy in the works of creation since he's suggesting that Kosh Baruch has mercy on the birds but not on other animals. Or we silence him if Neisha Osimi Dosim Shakosh Baruch Hu Rachamim, because he makes the mitzvahs of a Kosh Baruch Hu and Taxa Rachamim, the Ainanel and Gezeras, when in fact there are only Gezeras. So when the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year Shemaim, which reminds us, Rabbi Chinina said, Everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. As the Pusik states, and now Yisrael, what does Hashem your God ask of you? But to fear Hashem your God. The Gemara asks, Is the Torah implying that the fear of heaven is a small matter? The Gemara answers, Yes, regarding Moshe, our teacher, it's a small matter. And then brings a mushal to illustrate why. So, when the husband gave a wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said, Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year shamayim, and then made him translate the psukim of the Chet Eagle as a form of kapar, which reminds us, the more explains why certain partials of the Torah we read and translate, and other ones we do not translate. The first narration of the Chet Eagle may be read and translated. One might have thought we should be concerned about the honor of Yisrael. However, we translate it anyways, the Havyuluhu kapar, because it will be kapar for them. So once again, when the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year shamayim, and then made him translate the psukim of the Chet Eagle as a form of kapara. Alright, now it's time for Por Bobak Chazara. Dav Chafav, the Sim Dav Chafav is a car pronounced Ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The boy dressed up as a racing Ka. Ka, that must be more Dav Chafav. 
The boy dressed up as a racing cot on Purim, sitting next to the Balkora who stood for Kriya Torah, but sat for Kriya Megillah, which reminds us that the Megillah may be read standing or sitting, unlike the reading of the Torah, which must be done standing. So the boy dressed up as a racing cot on Purim, sitting next to the Balkora who stood for Kriya Torah, but sat for Kriya Megillah, honked his horn when the bracha of Harabas Rebbeinu was recited, which reminds us the Gemara goes through the brachas before and after the reading of the Megillah. Before the Megillah is Menach, which stands for Mikra Megillah Al-Hanisim Eshehachianu. And after the reading, it's Harabas Rebbeinu. So the boy dressed up as a racing ka on Purim, sitting next to the Balkorah who stood for Kriyas Torah, but sat for Kriyas HaMegillah, honked his horn when the bracha of Harabas Rebbeinu was recited, and flashes lights for the three aliyahs and ten psukimin. Which reminds us, the Gemara gives reasons for why there are three aliyahs for Mondays, Thursdays, and a Minchan Shabbos, and why there are a minimum of ten psukim read. So the sim Dav Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The cab, cab, that must be on Dav Chabes. The cab pulled up with the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyos from five psukim, which reminds us that we have a Malchokos Rav and Shmuel regarding what to do when there are two aliyos sharing five psukim, when the rule is that one who reads the Torah must read a minimum of three psukim. Rob says, Doi, that the second aliyah rereads the third pasuk, since we don't split psukim that Moshe did not split. And Shmuel holds Paskin, and they do split the third pasuk in half because of a gazera of people coming late or leaving early who will think that one of the aliyahs was only two psukim. So, the cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from five psukim. When a second cab pulled up with the person getting the third aliyah on the day of a tainus. Which reminds us, we have a rule that on a tainus in Tishbev where there's bitamalacha, a loss of work that would come from delaying people in shul, there are only three aliyahs. And where there is no bitamalacha, such as on Rosh Chodesh and Cholomowed, there are four aliyahs. So, the cab pulled up at the shul with two passengers who were going to get their two aliyahs from five psukim, when a second cab pulled up with the person getting the third aliyah on the day of Atinas, just as the rub inside was saying Tachanun sitting up because of the stone floor, which reminds us that one of the reasons given as to why Rub did not bow down on the floor during Tachanun is that there was a stone floor in his section and he did not want to be over on bowing down on an Evan Muskies. is Kugelach. So here goes. The excited Kugelach players, Kugelach players, that must be more Duff. Chav Gimel. The excited Kugelach players who were quick to come to the tournament and planning to be quick to leave for the pizza party afterwards, which reminds us the Gemara seeks to determine the author of the following Bryce that says, the Yantu we come later to Shul and are quick to leave, which Rashi explains we come later because we're preparing the Suda and quick to leave because of Simcha's Yantav. On Yom Kippur we're quick to come to Shul and leave late, we come early because there's no Suda to prepare, and on Shabbos we are quick to come and quick to go. Where she explains that since the meal has already been prepared, we can come earlier, it's also ideal so Kriyashma can be done before sunrise. People are quick to go, so they have more time to enjoy Shabbos. So the excited Kugel players who are quick to come to the tournament and planning to be quick to leave for the pizza party afterwards were seated at tables with three, five, and seven players. Which reminds us, what do the three readers of the Torah for Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos Mincha, the five readers for Yantav, and the seven readers for Shabbos correspond to? So one or more holds is Kenegad Birchaz Gohanim, they correspond to the number of words in the three psukim and Birchus Gohanim. The other Amor says they're connected to different levels of royal attendance. So, the excited Kugelach players were quick to come to the tournament and planning to be quick to leave for the pizza party afterwards were seated at tables with three, five, and seven players, while their fathers made a minion together, each one davening for his son's success. Which reminds us, we learned from the Pasuk in Yiddashti, Betok Ben Yisrael, I'll be sanctified in the midst of B'nai Yisrael, that any matter of Kedusha shall not have less than ten men. The Gemara is how it's known that ten men are required and brings that 
the connects the word toch in the Pasuk to the word toch in the Parsha of Korach, he Eda, and connects the word Eid in the Pasuk of Korach to the word Eda in the Pasuk of the Meraglim. So the symbol of is a pitcher. So here goes. The shul that had a cupboard full of pitchers, pitchers, that must be learned off Chavdalad. The shul that had a cupboard full of pitchers engraved with Achron, Achron, Chaviv to give us gifts to honor the members willing to do Maftir, which reminds us we have a Malchukas as to why the one who's accustomed to doing Maftir gets so many honors in that he's Poros al he repeats the Shema Esrei, and if he's a Kone, he's known as Kapav. Our Papa said Mishim Kavod is because of our honor. Rush explains that since he diminished himself and read Maftir, which is not a Kavod, we give him rules that do afford him honor. Rabbi Rashimi said Mishim Da'asi Lansuye because he might otherwise come to Malchokas with a Baltfil, meaning that since the Baltfil received payment for his services, the Maftir might become resentful that he's not paid too. So the shul that had a cupboard full of pictures engraved with Achron, Achron, Chaviv to give us gifts to honor the members willing to do Maftir had a blind shield at Sibor recite the bracha of Yotzeh HaMa'oros, which reminds us we have Malchokas whether a Summa, a blind person, can be poor as Shema, since he recites the bracha of Yotzeh HaMa'oros. Rehuda says he does not, since he does not get Hanah from the light. The Chavim say he does, since he benefits from the fact that a person with sight can lead him. So the shul that had a cupboard full of pictures engraved with Achron, Achron, Chaviv, to give us gifts to honor the members willing to do Maftir, had a blind shulich Sibor, who recited the bracha of Yotzeh HaMa'oros, and didn't realize he accidentally put on a round pair of tefillin. Which reminds us, the Mishnah states, One who makes his head tefillin around is in danger because if he bumps into a low doorway, he can puncture a skull, and there's no mitzvah performed when he wears it. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Glom Zichu, wishing you a great day and great learning.